Hey, anytime we need closure, make sure you shout out to the incomparable Summer Walker. And I had to play this song because of our next guest. First and foremost, everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. So we really wanted to start the year off by continuing to highlight some fantastic, some phenomenal black creatives. And I am so excited to have our next guest who, oh man, he is a film producer an actor, a writer. He is a former track and field athlete. Everybody, put your ears and your hands together that I know that you do so well at. For Reggie Lachard, hot Lachard, how are you? Hey, 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 what's going on, what's going on? I definitely appreciated that Summer Walker intro. It, you know, the love that I have for her is real, so thank you so much, and it's great to be back. Reggie, you know, it's so crazy. I always butcher your last name because it's like I always try and practice and pra I'm like, Reggie Lachard, Reggie Lachard, Reggie Lachard. <laughs> and it's like, y'all, he has done so many interviews and people will be like, hey, um, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's, it's, listen, it's something that I've, I've, I'm just used to it. Like, I'm really just used to it. Even when I was younger, um, no one in school, my teachers never got it right. They said Lockhart. They said what you just said, Lochar. You know, and it's honestly, it's, it's it's nothing that it's not that fancy. This Lochard, this Lochard, 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 Lochard. <laughs> it's like what I what I tell people is like just imagine my name is spelled L O W, but no W, like Lochard, just no W. Y'all heard that? So. Other interviewers, make sure y'all get it right and don't mess it up how I messed it up. I did it for a reason, though. Anyway, <laughs> I did it because I wanted to mess with him. And so first and foremost, everybody, happy new year, kind of ish. And also happy black history. Uh, before yes. the Listen, yes, the black history month. Yes. Shout out to the black yes, history two, month. Two, 22. Reggie, February 2nd, 2022. Reggie made highlight at the beginning of the show that I didn't even think about all day. 2222. If y'all are numbers people, y'all know it's something big with today. So listen, two two twenty two. That's just all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm, you know, one thing I've been doing today is um, I've been moving and operating in with intentions and just manifesting. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're never gonna get this day back. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we'll there's there's three hundred and sixty five days in the twenty twenty two year calendar. But this particular day is not something that we'll see again, you know, 2-2-22. So that was something that, you know, I woke up this morning and I had set my intentions and I've, I was, I've been manifesting just the whole day. <laughs> well, and it's interesting that you said that because um, at the beginning of this year, we started our show, I think around the, the 14th. And, you know, a lot of people were in my inbox asking, how did I really bring in the new year. And I told everyone that I wanted to have a vision board party, but I wanted to have people that I knew that meant, you know, a lot to me in my home, because of course your home, of course, is your sanctuary. And really whoever you're bringing into your home for the new year, I wanted it to really manifest, you know, great vibes. And to your point of what you just said, I, I told everyone that my year this year is about being intentional 
for every single thing that I am a part of, involved in. I want it to all make sense and especially for me. You you hit that on the on the on the head. So Wow. So because for me, that's just how I'm living my life today. You know, everything is intentional. Um, I had a lot going on, you know, since A for Alpha, you know, so I have to move with intention. Yeah. You know, it could be something as small as sending out an email, but I'm, I'm, I'm intentional on what I say, who I'm sending it to and what I want, because if you're going to put something out into the universe, don't just throw a blanket you know, net and just hope that you catch something. Be intentional <laughs> with what you're, what you're asking. Be intentional with, with what you're trying to receive. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's just in the kind of space that I'm operating these days. Well, and that's literally exactly the moments that I'm trying to really, really live for myself and not trying, but what I will be living for myself. But I'm glad Amen. that you, you already opened it up for me. It's like you're already reading my notes. So and I and I realize not only is it Black History Month, but this month marks one year since A for Alpha did its world premiere last year virtually. And as you guys know, we uh, we're all living in the pandemic. But of course, you guys had some beautiful highlights. And I have to say the Toronto Black Film Festival, where you guys won the audience of... <clears throat> um, first of all, first first off, guys, I'm going to go over all of these awards really quick before he even gets into it. They won the audience award for best short film. They also were a part of the MBAAF virtual. Uh, they were the winner of the Manhattan Film Festival. The Bronze List official selection. I mean, the Manhattan Film Festival... The Ottawa Black Film Festival. They were also winners of the Garden State Film Festival 2021. It's, I'm not even going to keep going. How do you feel, <laughs> honestly, in this um, moment? Before we get well, into the questions, and this wasn't even a question of mine, but how do you feel in this moment a year later? I'm thankful. You know, I can honestly say that my life has changed a lot. You know, uh, very thankful for the success of A for Alpha, and it, it's still making it's still making waves um, because we just found out that we got into the San Diego Black Film Festival, wow. which is happening this year, 2022, in April. It was supposed to happen in March next month, but due to Omicron and the life of the world that we're living in today, they were trying to see if they can do something in person. But it, I think I, from the way the country's looking and the world it's looking like it's going it's going to be virtual but my life has changed a lot you know this time last year february 2nd 2021 before a for alpha premiered um people i would reach out to people and try to have conversations or meetings or whatever um and nothing you know sometimes they wouldn't even respond to my email you know what i mean and it would just be crickets but today in 2022 when i sent an email out <laughs> it's that I immediate response, response. right <laughs> as a matter of fact you know i was I, I just had a call today earlier today and um it's a beautiful thing when you go into a meeting and you think the person doesn't know who you are and the first thing out their mouth is i love a for alpha and i'm sitting here thinking whoa wait you 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 watch my film you you've seen my film you know, um, it's so crazy that people actually, you know, they do their homework, you know, whether they're looking you up on IMDb, they're, they're scouring the internet for your trailer, because all three trailers of Paper Alpha's 
on YouTube, you know, or they actually watched the film at one of the many festivals that it was at this past year. So it's just like, whoa, like, okay, so here I am thinking I'm going into a meeting as like this, this quote unquote, nobody, the, the new guy, and I'm coming to you asking you, can you help me, you know, continue on this journey to make my next project? And you've already seen my stuff. So that just makes it easy at this point because you know what I can do. You've seen what I've done before. And you know that if I'm reaching out to you, this is for a serious conversation. I'm not just someone looking for you to do something for me. Because at this point, the other person on the other end of, of the phone or the Zoom, they see an incentive as well. They see a potential opportunity, not just for how can I help this person, but how can this person help me too? Absolutely. Well, no. And I mean, to your point, you know, it's one of those things like I was a fan, of course, because, you know, I, I admire you and I admire your work um, and really your work ethic. But then, of course, I'm a friend of yours. But in addition to that, you know, I really do think about what really went on to make this film. And a lot. if you guys have not seen it, you know, to Reggie's point, you can stream it. Of course, he'll he has these things on his social media that we'll talk about. But a really quick synopsis, Harrison is a man stuck between two worlds, the one he was raised to know and the reality that he is actually living. And Harrison, which is played by Reggie and also Vanessa, which is played by the beautiful Deshaun White, um, is really struggling with the insecurities regardless of his role as a man in his relationship. But really the insecurities lead him to wonder what does it really mean to be an alpha and when you when you read this reggie how does this make you feel to now see a full circle moment of how you created this film um to be honest doing a for alpha was a journey and um i didn't think it would be but um it was a film that i needed to do because initially in its inception i just wanted to go and do my first feature film like I, that's that was the goal you know, um, I had a meeting with um, a couple people, and the fact of the matter is, is that nobody really knew who I was. You know what I mean? No one really was willing to take a chance or take a risk, excuse me, on, you know, working with me. You know, as a black man, a black filmmaker, you already know how it is to be as, as a black person in this country to begin with. So less and less people are likely to take a chance on you. Um, so I had got some very solid advice um, from a producer, uh, he said, look, the concept for your feature is solid. It's a great idea, but the reality is, is no one really knows who you are and no one's really willing to take a risk. Why don't you do a short film, you know, win some awards, you know, um, garner some recognition and then come back around. And I promise you, if you do that, you'll have, you'll be able to bring more to the, to the conversation table. And that was honestly, the best advice that I was ever given because that was the incentive for me to do A for Alpha. I knew when I was gonna make this, this short film, I completely knew what my intentions were. I knew I wanted to get into a lot of festivals. You know, now we're at number 13, which is crazy. <laughs> Anytime you can get to a double digit number out of four, four film festivals, Huge. that means you're doing something right. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? That part, exactly. Um, 
we won four awards. You mentioned a couple of them at the top of this uh, segment. Um, the Audience Award at the Toronto Black Film Festival, um, Best Short Film at the Manhattan Film Festival, uh, Best Original Score at um, the Garden State Film Festival, and Best Original Score at the Williamsburg Film Festival. So yes. uh, those are the four awards that we've won so far. Um, and it's just been... I, 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 this film has done more for me than I had anticipated. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew I wanted to do well, but it just took a life of its own. And, but, but it was not without its difficulty. You know, at, at one point in the beginning, this film almost didn't even happen. You know wow. what I mean? Um, and, and that's the, the difficulty of, I think, creating a project like this. You know, it really took a life of its own. And I never really kind of expected that yeah. you know i just thought that i was gonna do a short film show the world what i can do and keep it moving and then you know do this feature but it it, it took so much and it also sh showed me the value of my work mm. you know you mentioned my work ethic earlier you know you have to put a hundred and fifty percent into everything that you do because you're not going to be able to cut corners and expect to um get a positive result at the end you know, so that's what this project has taught me. You know, but when I tried to do things as as the rush job, mm -hmm. um, it it didn't work. You know, it's when I had to slow down and I had to take the time. You know, put in the effort. You know, get the sleepless nights. You know, cry. Um, I hate saying this uh, in public because I hate <laughs> acknowledging that, that I cry. To be honest, but cry um, um, over something that you really put blood sweat and tears into and this is the end result so this is a year later well you know? and i have um, to say honestly reggie you you touched on a lot of points that i think so many people really need to hear and you know you've blessed us before i think this time last year or even the year before of really um talking about this project before it even had come to fruition and then i think once it hit you know i think it was when it was really at at its heartbeat so it was really just kind of like growing and growing so people that had listened to our last interview had a few questions um and i actually wanted to reverse the interview and then really go into the meat of our interview and one of the questions and this comes from uh tanya um out of fort lauderdale and she asked after seeing a for alpha and some of your other work you seem to have a very distinct point of view as a filmmaker where does your inspiration come from Everything that I want to work on or um, stories I want to tell, they're always rooted in reality. You know, I always want to tell stories about the black experience. This is so crazy that this is the conversation that we're having right now. Right. Because earlier, um, a friend of mine um, sent me an article about the types of films that, um, especially being that we are in Black History Month and we have to celebrate black art and we have to celebrate uh, champion black stories you know um i love all projects but i'm so tired of of telling um stories or or seeing stories excuse me about um black struggle the black struggle i'm so <laughs> tired of, of seeing the, the same old slave slave stories you know of course those stories are important yes that that, that is part of our history and we have to you know talk about it and we have to 
continue to educate, you know, the, the, the like the next generation. Because if you don't talk about it, you know, people are going to forget about it. And that's not what you want at all. But in the same breath, as black people, we are so much more multifaceted than just that one narrative. You know, there are so many more black stories, black narratives that need to be told that are equally as important, that help shape our culture, that help shape our society, you know, our our struggle, our um, thought process. And, 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 and so when with, when with me, you know, I always wanted to touch on the black experience. You know, I always want to touch on stories that that people necessarily might not want to do. Like, you know, like in, 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 in A for Alpha, uh, we're discussing gender norms and toxic masculinity, you know, um, in today's society, very contemporary, very current, you know, because the reality is, is that women are are trailblazers you know 20 years ago you know women weren't weren't in the position that they are today you know there are more female ceos more female partners at law firms you know there are more female entrepreneurs than there ever been in in the history of of the world you know what i mean um so that is that is something to be talked about to be celebrated you know um and if you're gonna do it you have to do it in a way that also touches other topics as well i.e. toxic masculinity why are men feeling emasculated in some in certain cases when a woman is is successful when, when, a, when a woman is deserving of her hard work you know why is there in 2022 why is there this pay gap between men and women who do the same exact job mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like why is that there so a for alpha touches on all those little things and it's a short film so we couldn't you know cram too much in but it just addresses all these things and um so those are the types of stories that i want to tell always about the black experience uh the black narrative um uh and 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 something rooted in reality Mm. you know something that people can see themselves in stories that you know even if this story might not exactly touch your individual life there'll be elements of the story that you'll be able to sympathize and relate to. And that's really what drives me. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, when you first started talking, I immediately thought about, um, so a huge shout out to Amber Riley and single black female. I believe that's her and, uh, Raven Goodwin. Um, yeah, they're doing, you know, their press run right now. Uh, and someone asked her a question on the press run about representation and she actually highlighted something that you just said as well um you know of course understanding where we come from so of course the slave you know narratives and films are needed but i think also she was able to really see herself as an actress by looking at the rudy huxtables of the world and in the tooties of the world shout out to kim fields because she now saw herself in a different type of narrative that she wanted to aspire to be like. And I think that's the type of stories that we deserve, you know, because I think it's always great to see, um, you know, the slave movies and, and those type of conversations. But we need to start telling the stories that actually now relate to us present day. Like, how do we continue to push the 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 pin on women getting fair treatment in the workplace and black men being able to have seats at, at tables and that's the reason why even on my Instagram today, I wanted to make sure I highlighted what does representation look like for me? Um, the next question, this comes from Chad, actually, 
in Atlanta is what do you want people to take away from A for Alpha and your work in general? Well, in, in A for Alpha, I think this is pretty easy. I'm not trying to change or solve the world's problem. You know, I'm not telling people what to do because I know intrinsically every relationship is different. What works for one might not work for another. The only thing that A for Alpha, I want A for Alpha to do and people to take away with it is just as a conversation starter. You know, like what, what if a woman does it? You know what I'm saying? Like we're so used to seeing men be the breadwinner. We're, we're, we're so used to seeing men be the head of the household. It is okay if a woman is in that position that doesn't make you less of a man it doesn't make you you know uh less of you know lesser it's if you're in a relationship a relationship with someone you're supposed to be equal parts supposedly Mm -hmm. right (laughs) you know so i really want people after they watch this film to just be okay with whatever status they are in their life in their relationship and not to feel emasculated not to feel like made to make made fun of it is okay and again, like I said, what works for one might not work for another, but it's just a different point of view. And um, that's really what I want people to pull from A for Alpha. If they happen to pull other nuggets, then that's great as well. You know what I mean? But that was my definite intentions for doing the short film. As far as future works, um, I want all my films, you know, I want when people see my name attached to a project whether it's a project that I wrote, a project that I produced, or simply a project that I'm being brought on to act in. It doesn't matter in what capacity I'm attached to this project, but once you see my name attached to it, you know that you're gonna get something of quality, you know, a captivating story, and and something thought-provoking. So something of quality, captivating, and thought-provoking. Whenever you see Reggie Lochart attached to a project in any capacity, because even if I didn't write the script, even if I'm just producing it or, or, or if I'm just acting in it, something in that script had to have grabbed me for me to say, yes, I want to be attached to this. I'm not doing it because I just need to get paid. That's That, that would be the last, God willing, knock on wood, <laughs> I ever have to do anything because I need the money, you know whatever but like we'll see if it gets if it gets to that point <laughs> hopefully god will um bless me with an amazing story so that i could tell an amazing film whatever because i don't ever want to do something because i have to do it i love it listen and god is going to continue blessing you with so many more great accolades for this film highlighting of this film and two the person you met with who said you know create this short film and win these awards guess what you're doing it. So I'll say now let's get into who you are, Reggie. And of course, we did have some more questions, but we will wait to another episode. So we got to bring you back, of course. So I'm here for it. Let's I'm get to know it. who you are. <laughs> so for the people listening for the first time, how did you get into acting? Um, I actually got into acting in a very interesting, non-traditional way. Um, I started off as a model. And I thought I was going to be the next Tyson Beckford. Hey. That obviously didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> um, but. Uh, pause, pause, I, pause. Guys, I do not want you guys to let him think that he does not have these workout routines on lock. If you don't follow his Instagram, we're going to go and we're going to give it to you at the end. But he makes the rest of us look horrible. But go ahead. Keep oh, my there. goodness. That is not true. I'm just I'm just practicing, you know, good mental, physical and emotional health. That, that's what my fitness routine is all about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, um, I had I was I started off as, as a model, and um, uh, back in two thousand and nine. Well, 2010, 2009, 2010. They, um, the CW was working on this show called The Beautiful Life. It was star- It was starring um, Corbin Blue and Mishka Barton. Uh, Corbin Blue from uh, High School Musical mm-hmm. and, and Mishka Barton from The OC. Um, so they were working on a show called The Beautiful Life. It's a, it, it was a show about models. And um, I got cast in a very, very, very small, small, tiny role. Um, as core, as one of the models in the model house, you know, um, it, they had, had had very little lines. But for me, this was a doorway. This was an opportunity, something that I've always dreamed about. I've always loved film and cinema. But here's this key word again: representation. Here we are. Um, I I just never thought a kid from Brooklyn could actually make it. I thought when I was younger that the people who are working in this business, because keep in mind, I did say 2009, 2010. Back then, the landscape was not what it is today. We didn't have the Issa Rays, the Alina Waits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't have, like, to, for me, in my mind, to be in this business, you had to be the child of a big star like Will Smith or whatever, or Denzel Washington, or you had to know someone, you know, who can get you in. I didn't really think this was a foreseeable career option for me. So when the opportunity presented itself that I got cast in this role through modeling, you know, even though the show got canceled and it didn't really make it past the second episode, this put a bug in me. It made me feel like, okay, I can actually possibly maybe do this, you know? And that's really how I started in this business. Hmm. Okay. Listen, shout out to first timers. Cause I think that's one of the things that it allows people to know like, Hey, I don't have to know somebody in this industry, but I can be a Reggie and say, let my talent speak for itself. And I think that's clearly what they saw. When you think of the films that you've seen as far as, you know, in the past, which film would you most like to have been in and which one, or which role would it have been? How far back are we going? It, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm it's, up sure that, it's up to you. It's up to you. I would have loved to be in the most recent Matrix films, but this could be a very biased answer for me because <laughs> my favorite film of all time is The Matrix. So I remember when I heard that they were doing a, they were doing the film. Not necessarily, it, it wasn't a remake or a reboot. It was, they were just doing the film again. I was so excited and I was like, oh my God, like I would love to be in this. But of course, this is pre-A for Alpha, so again, back to what I said earlier, no one knew who I was, no one really cared. Um, but it would have been nice to be in the film, and honestly, and just in any capacity, you know? I mean, obviously, the roles of Neo and Trinity are already taken, and Morpheus is who he is. Um, I would have just loved to be a part of the project, because it's, to me, it's just an amazing film. Listen, shout out to Jada Pinkett. I, you know, guys, I love JP, so... <clears throat> I love Jada, and I'm so glad that they brought her back as Nairobi as well. Same, same. So you've already been able to kind of work with some impressive people, um, and really in your career, which is not to say just starting, but really you're just getting some bigger wings right. under your belt. You know, is Listen, there... Listen, I'm glad that you said that. 
not to not to halt up this conversation, but yes, I've been in this business for eleven and a half years. I really want people to know that and hear that because a lot of people are saying, "Oh my god!" Like, like I, I watched April Alpha. Like, is this, is this your first film? First of all, <laughs> no, it's my third. Okay? Right, right. It's just the first one that's actually garnered traction. You know, so it's it's. I've been in this. I've been trying. And, and and like you said earlier, Jameer, we're we're friends outside of this. Like I've been trying for so long. And I think that anybody who's trying to make it make their dreams come true, it's like the overnight success thing is very few and far between. Mm-hmm. People work for years to get their first big break. But I just wanted to say that. Well no, and I and I will say before I, I um ask the next question, I was thinking everyone in the world that probably watched the Janet Jackson documentary here we are you know i think for her she had come out with what one or two albums prior to control and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not to say they were flops but of course we don't know them we've never heard of them so it's one of those things like wow you know she was in the business for years i.e look at you you know people that have really put in the work and again it's one of those things, you know, it's that one project that will get you the wings that you need to continue to move forward. And listen, you have the rest of your life to continue to be successful and really put your footprint in and really show yourself because it's not about showing anyone else, but showing yourself how creative and how amazing you are. But is there anyone that you would love to work with someday? Forrest Whitaker. I'm saying that now because we're doing this whole intentional and manifesting um and that is who it is so mm. i'm manifesting that facts i i have nothing else to say because i think that is definitely an achievable uh intentional person that clearly you know in the rim of things that you're doing right now it'll happen and it's gonna happen so i'm not even gonna worry about that what are some what? of the role go ahead no, I'll say I was just saying thank you so much for that vote of confidence. I, I really appreciate it. You <laughs> a lot to me. I need as much positivity as I can get, so I'm taking that. Well, no, I mean, and I think everyone has to realize is that listen, we're all people, and I think what we are all realizing these days, especially the days that we're living in now, is that these days are tricky. We're all going through this thing called life, whatever it means mm-hmm. for everyone, and so I think anyone would be honored to work with whomever right now because we all need to help everyone to be successful regardless of whoever you are so um what are some roles that you could never conventionally play let's say because of age or race or gender um but you really want to play or wanted to play Mm, i would have liked to be the early 20s like college superstar, like I don't know, like the college famous person. I don't know. Like <laughs> basically, what I'm trying to say is like maybe like a Zac Efron in High School Musical kind of okay. thing. I would have liked to be in that kind of capacity. But then again, like I don't think about those things anymore because I really trust my life's journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I really believe in the timing of my life because I see a lot of people who were those big big names in high school college in their early 20s and then now you fast forward to their early 30s and they they either for whatever reason you know they're just not as big as they once were you know so like everyone has their moment so i just 
I, I just find joy in my specific journey. So I love that's it. How, how I see it. Well, and, and at the end of the day, your journey is going to be your journey. And I had to realize, you know, the older that I'm getting is that I can't live anyone else's journey besides my own. So the it's words true. that Reggie is telling you guys, listen. So I played a song at the beginning of our episode, which is, of course, Summer Walker. And the next question actually came from someone that, <clears throat> guys, this is going to be very interesting on how he answers this question. So what music inspires you to create? I'm a huge R&B person. Okay. Huge R&B. So I am someone who, if I'm ever stuck, if I'm writing a, a scene and if I'm stuck, music will help me put me in the mood. You know, if, it, if it's something, if it's a scene that's very heavy, it's sad, then I'll put something on that will make me feel sad, that will help put me in that state of mind. You know, um, if it's a, a happy upbeat type scene for whatever reason i'll um i'll even go as far as to listen to house music techno or whatever like uh, on the new project I'm, I'm working on there's this party scene it's a it's a college party scene and um i literally spent half half a day listening to various party hip-hop megan the stallion um uh various artists um music to help me find find the right mood you know what i'm saying for this scene so when i construct this scene and i'm not that's not to say that this song will be in the scene no but it just helps put me in a place where i can execute the scene effectively you and guys that's hold on y'all y'all i gotta interrupt him so he really skated all over this so what is your love with summer walker i'm just gonna ask they look they want to <laughs> know y'all know he skated all over all of it that's the reason why i play summer walker and we appreciate your honesty but we know you love summer what's up with I summer love, walker i love summer she is one of the she's she's like a, the, she's the new it girl for me like honestly <laughs> she really is like she's she's so talented like when I, when i listen to music i don't look at the artist's personal life yeah. so let me just put that out there first i strictly listen to the music and Summer, I have a huge appreciation for artists who write their own music. And she does that. Obviously, I'm a writer myself, so there's a certain level of respect there. You know, and she's actually, she can actually sing very well. Her music is just so, so like, it just, it's, it's a vibe. It really is a vibe. And, and I, I just love it. And I was making this joke the other day to um, one of the producers on, on my forthcoming project. And I was like, when this film is packaged when this film is like all said and done i'm gonna reach out to summer and have her do original music for this film mm. and my producer was like reggie i know you're that you're just that you'll get it done so that's just all i'm gonna say you know what i mean because I'm, <laughs> I'm like a dog with the bone when i want something i go after it so um i just love summer yo her her most current album um you know just kind of just just, it's just a, such a complete album from start to finish. It really is. And, and and I love artists who can do that. There are not many of them, but but I just love everything about her. So musically, at least. <laughs> All right, guys. You see, I had to pull it, out of, pull it out of him because you guys were like, wait a minute. I follow his IG. And since you're going to interview him, I want to know what does he love about Summer? Because I love Summer. And honestly, the comments that I got really were the exact same thing as you said, you know, removing 
personal life out of people's, you know, uh, forefront. You know, I think we have to remember they're an artist. So at the end of the day, your personal life has nothing to do with your artistry. You know, I want to respect you as an artist. I want to hear your tones. I respect you even more. You write your music. And to your point, I, I do believe Summer is definitely a great artist. Um, but in addition to that, adding on to what you said, what I love about you is that you speak all of these things into existence and you put them into the world. And I want you to know, Reggie, that the universe is listening to you. So the Forest Whitakers of the world, the Summer Walkers of the world, guys, make sure that you are listening to this man and, and really trying to grab onto the projects that he is a part of because he is about to be too big for all of us that we cannot even try and get a meeting versus a part of the project. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, well, your lips to God, dear. Amen, <laughs> amen, amen. But, but, but correction there. I don't think I'll ever be too big to ignore you know, you, like, you know, you want to chat, you want to call, you already know, like, where I'm at. Now, if I don't know you by the time I get there, I can't make any promises, but I will always <laughs> try to acknowledge every single person that comes my way. Listen, I, was, I wasn't talking about me. I was going to say, listen, I'm the Oprah Winfrey of all of y'all, so here we are. But no. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very Look, true. Very and true. Oprah, I put that out. Happy belated birthday to you. So um, as we wrap our show, you know, we have a segment on the show that we like to call uh, 10 hot questions and so it's kind of like the first answer that comes to you and it's really people wanting to know a little bit more about reggie you know they've seen your films they look at your instagram but again pictures can only tell a story and of course as a film we can only see what's written on the paper so i did that really good i must say what's, <laughs> what's one thing that you can't live without uh i hate to admit this but working out <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm being serious i actually don't like working out to be honest with you but i'm like like neurotic if i don't do it then i'm like oh crap i should go work out but i also don't enjoy doing it so there's that okay um since i know the year just started um what is one item that you have recently crossed off of your bucket list if at all you created one for this year um i am working on a new project and that is it there we are <laughs> like, there we it. are that's it hey uh, i'm like is there any exclusives yet okay but no so next question uh third question what is your favorite food fried chicken okay shout out to chicken black people um okay. yeah. <laughs> i am i am i am a stereotype <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, what was one of your most memorable birthdays? Memorable birthdays. Um, every birthday is a blessing, but I gotta say, this last birthday um, was pretty nice. It was pretty amazing. My birthday is October twenty fourth, and my friends threw me a surprise birthday party, which I um I hate surprises. I will say that. I like to be in control or at least be aware of as much as I can be. So I hate surprises. Um, but they really, really shocked me. And, and that was nice, especially in this pandemic world that we're living in. And then for the people who couldn't make it in person, um, they sent in a video. So that was nice as well. Aww. So, um, yeah, that was really nice. That's so this past birthday. Funny, I just did that to a, a girlfriend of mine's back home. Uh, huge shout out to Nia, her 40th birthday. Um, happy 40th. Happy 40th. What do you expect? This is a big one, guys. What do you expect from a love relationship? 
support, mm. support, and 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 grace, support and grace. Yeah. What makes you insecure? Uh, to be honest, um, putting myself out there. You know, I mean, I don't know how I come off to to people, but like, you know. Putting your work out there is such a vulnerable thing. And I'm not, I'm not going to say it makes me insecure per se. I'm not an insecure person, but it's always it's kind of like a nerve-wracking thing because it's like, what if they don't like it? You know yeah. what I mean? What, what if they don't get it? It's always an interesting experience before you put work out there, which is why I don't, I don't, which is, I don't know, good, good and bad. I don't talk too much about the stuff I have going on until it's actually concrete because what if it doesn't happen? So, um, so yeah. But definitely put my work out there it makes me feel very um, nervous, insecure, vulnerable, all that stuff. Well, and I think the biggest thing what you just touched on is that it makes you human. Because I think, you know, people that are like us, that are creatives, you know, we put our information, our life, our love, everything, blood and sweat into our projects. And then we put it out for the world to hopefully accept. But I think in addition to we have to be at a place of understanding and, and really gravitating to feedback because even if people hate it, you know, I think it's always a good thing to even hear what the haters say about it because there were maybe things that we could have even added or for the next project or whatever. And I think that's the beauty of creatives is that we're always creating. And Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you touched on a lot on this this interview that a lot of people really, you know, had to hear, had to, you know, hear from someone that is really doing some amazing things in the industry. And as we really wrap the interview, where do you see your career in the next five years? Let's just say as a filmmaker, as an actor, where do you see yourself? Uh, uh, I don't want to sound too braggadocious or cocky when I say this, but definitely um, the one to watch, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm working on a project right now that when it comes out, it's going to be the most beautiful, the most captivating, you know, just just best film that's going to be coming out within that year. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be that film for sure. And I don't want to be cap too braggadocious or cocky. I don't want to come off that way at all. It's just I know the type of work I'm putting into this project. I know the type of work I'm putting into this story. Um, so within the next five years, uh, definitely, you know, the same amount of respect that we have for the Spike Lee, which I know he put in the years of work, you know, the way that people are excited about Issa Rae, who just wrapped up Insecure, which was a huge deal, you know, the same way people are excited uh, when they, they see... Uh, or they hear that Christopher Nolan's putting out another project. You know, I want people to kind of have that same kind of anxiousness, excitement for a Reggie Lochard project. So that's just the one to watch. Yeah, I heard what Reggie said. He said, I want y'all to stay tuned because I got something I'm about to step on y'all next with. And last question, <laughs> last question, last question is, what does success mean to you, Reggie? Doing what I love for the rest of my life and that's it simple as that and that's it any last words for our listeners any of the, the last words for your fans of a for alpha um you know i want you guys to make sure that you shout him out on his ig reggie low 24 um 
last words? Thank you so much to every single person who bought tickets, who watched the film, who supported me. I mean, honestly, you know, the the proof is in the pudding. You know, one of the awards that we won is the audience award. It's I mean, you cannot win that award without the audience watching <laughs> and voting. You really can't. So just thank you so much. Um, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for enjoying my project. I, I promise to continue to do amazing work that you're going to enjoy for years to come. We appreciate your work. We always appreciate appreciate your service. But I have to say, honestly, you know, Reggie, we appreciate your drive on, you know, making sure that you are really creating a footprint for the future. And you have so many people that are looking up to you. So I have to say thank you. And we love you and we appreciate you. And we're waiting to see what's next. And uh, guys, we're going to make sure that we're always highlighting black creatives. But this month, I wanted to highlight really some special people. And Reggie is starting off the show this February for Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Let's make it a great month. That's it. And as, as Whitney Houston said, we need a longer we need a longer month. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Thank absolutely. you guys so much for listening. As we always say at the end of the show, guys, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in.